Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to yet another episode of Beyond the Present Podcast. Let's Talk Edition, as always, joined with Daniel Mulgan. How's it going, Dad? Hey, the man, buddy. Glad to be here with the one and only Pujix to discuss a lot of great topics. So life is great. And fortunately, gradually, the borders are getting uh, reopened. Of course, again, I was very disheartened uh, a couple of days ago when I heard the news that Bali, which was supposed to open its borders to all tourists around the world on September 11th, actually uh, canceled the entire plan. And they mentioned that they will open, you know, uh, for tourists only in early 2021. And as you probably oh, know, no. if, if Bali was uh, going to open the borders, probably many other countries would have followed because that's like a place for tourists. So people mm -hmm. don't really have to wear masks when they're on Bali or and let's say islands and they're having some uh, fun over there. So uh, that was a sign that perhaps the world is ready to get back to normal. But the very fact that the uh, government of Bali uh, somehow did not agree with this and they postponed the plan to 2021 implies that we still have to wait for the vaccine, uh, basically. And I also read an article by Bill Gates that mentioned if 30 to 60 percent of the population in the U.S. get the vaccine, uh, the pandemic is essentially over. So we'll see how it hmm. goes. And uh, so there are some good news uh, generally, although there was one disheartening, uh, basically, piece of news that I heard earlier from WHO, World Health Organization, that said even a vaccine might not end the pandemic. But then again, I'm guessing that's more like politics because as you probably are aware, uh, Donald Trump uh, announced that the U.S. will no longer fund WHO from next year. So I'm guessing that mm -hmm. WHO feeling like they're uh, left behind. They said, oh, by the way, you will never <laughs> have a relief from the virus if you want us to just start, you know, refund us. So maybe we'll find a way. I don't know. Perhaps it seems like, you know, dirty politics because uh, I don't think the world really right now needs bad news from especially WHO to tell them that even a vaccine will not end the pandemic because that's from my point of view, it's very counterintuitive because it is proven, proven that it can actually end if uh, a certain you know, a minority of the population actually do get vaccinated. So overall, things are fine. And uh, we are hoping to uh, hopefully see how things will change. I'm literally preparing mm -hmm. all of my plans. Uh, now we are just waiting for uh, the pandemic to be over. And as soon as, you know, hopefully life gets back to normal in 2021, I'm planning to actually initiate a lot of our projects in Europe. So I focused a lot on China and Russia in the past four years. So most of our focus for the next uh, four to five years will be in the European Union. So mm -hmm. France, Germany, uh, Sweden, and a few countries like that, we're going to focus on these countries for a while. So we're preparing our plans, basically, so that we can actually initiate a full-fledged European campaign from next, uh, hopefully, year. We'll see. Things, was, uh, things are really fine, and we're doing our best to stay afloat. Well, that's, uh, that's amazing. Um, so you're on the uh, slightly more, uh, what do you call it, mm optimistic uh, camp regarding this whole pandemic situation. I have to be. If you're an entrepreneur, as you yeah, probably yeah. already had this discussion yeah. earlier, if you're an entrepreneur, you have to be an optimist. Fair enough. No, that makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. All right. I, I, I hope you're right. We're all rooting for you. By the way, Pujis, what is your perspective? <laughs> Are you on the uh, pessimistic spectrum? Um, no, I'm not on the pessimistic spectrum, but I'm a little bit, um, I'm a little bit on the, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just concerned mostly that it, the, the optimistic I mean, scenario might not pan normal, out. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So I mean, uh, uh, it will be what it will be, and we have to cope with it. Of course. I hope you're right, and I tend to be, generally speaking, optimistic. But 
about this particular one, I'm more concerned than optimistic. <laughs> I uh, I but anyways, I we'll see question, what by the way, because the mm -hmm. U.S. now, as you probably know, it's devastated by the virus and mm -hmm. due to the you know, sheer mismanagement and the idiocy of Trump. But how are things in Canada? So have you guys managed to actually contain the virus? Are things better there than it is in the U.S.? I'm, I'm sure it is better, of course, but uh, how to, to, to which degree, actually, is it better? Yeah. Than no, I think it's, it's great. I mean, at least in the Ontario and Toronto, um, the things are actually pretty good, um, relatively speaking. Uh, cases are uh, have been less than 100 in the whole province for the past few days, and it's spiked slightly over 100 uh, yesterday, I believe. Uh, but generally speaking, it's just running around 100 day, uh, cases every day in the entire province that wow. uh, Toronto is in. Which is, it's which pretty is funny that Canada is uh, basically nicknamed as Canada because of all the Chinese who are now in Canada. And despite <laughs> the fact that this had an, you know, uh, let's say origin in China, and there are so many there, I think there are a lot more Chinese in Canada than there are in the U.S., I'm guessing. And despite all that, oh, still we are seeing, uh, you know, uh, how well the Canadian government managed this uh, crisis so much better than the U.S. So definitely good for yeah. the Canadian president and shame on Trump. Yeah, and um, well, I mean, and, and the reopening has been done gradually, but very, very uh, successfully. So um, Toronto has been pretty open for the past, um, uh, by open, I mean, like with, with physical distancing, of course, but um, yeah, you can go out, you can go to restaurants and whatnot. Um, and still, it, it, it no no huge spikes in numbers or whatever. So um, yeah, that's 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 uh, good for them, for sure. I see. Very nice. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, so that's not the topic today, but we had to catch up a little bit. Um, so the topic today is um, how to choose your leisure activities. What should your leisure activities be, depending on who you are, when what your goals are, etc. Now, so let's start with. Um, let's start with uh, talking about what, what what do you do for for leisure uh, on a, on a day to day basis. I know I know you don't have so much time for leisure, but anyhow, you do have some. Well, you said something very nice. You don't have so much time for leisure because, as you probably know, we've already discussed this earlier in some of our programs, uh, you know, mm -hmm. and beyond the present podcast. And uh, the fact of the matter is that if you want to, from my point of view, have a very uh, uh, inspiring lifestyle, you probably want to look at life a little bit differently than. Uh, a nine to five for work, and then the rest of the time is for me for leisure. You see, uh, yeah. unfortunately, we're living in a world where it is quite normal to consider your work as something separate from your actual uh, life. So that work is like that toil that you have to do to enjoy mm -hmm. the rest of your day. So you go, you know, let's say you, you go to work uh, nine to five, uh, five days a week, in order to be able to enjoy the rest of your life, which is the other eight hours or 10 hours per day. And from my point of view, that's probably the worst formula you could ever come up with to live a life. And it's definitely a recipe for disaster because if you want to live your life in a way that you live for uh, basically your leisure time, then, you know, uh, Gary Vee says, you're, if you're living for the weekend, then your shit is broken. And he's right, because if you're living a life where you have to suffer through work, and suffer through your studies or your, you know, professional routines in order to be able to enjoy the time that you're not working or you're not studying or you're not, you know, perhaps advancing your career, then there's going to be a problem here. And that's, you know, the willpower. I mean, you can use your willpower to keep pushing and working harder and to use discipline. Just, you know what, that's just work. I got to get it done to feed my family. You could definitely do these things. But the problem is that willpower never lasts. At some point, you will run out of willpower. And then you become depressed. Like, what the hell is wrong with my life? 
And that we call, of course, this usually happens for most people around the ages of 35 to 40. We call it like a, you know, a midlife crisis, which almost everybody goes through except for entrepreneurs because their lives have been so much filled with crises. They don't even understand what a midlife crisis looks like because they've had much bigger crisis beforehand. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is that uh, if you really want to uh, make the most of your life, you need to somehow find a way to eradicate that, you know, clear border between work and life and then trying to mix them a little bit. So uh, given that I aspire to this belief, I would like to do the exact same thing and that I, want, I, want, I would like to involve my hobbies and my, uh, let's say, leisure activities into my work and make it perhaps, uh, you know, capitalize on it and try to actually use it as a means of serving other people. So for that reason, probably the only times where I am not necessarily uh, working or doing things that will uh, perhaps lead to uh, let's say uh, my uh, uh, let's say professional success is probably uh, maybe like I don't know. It's very hard to find things. Perhaps occasionally some uh, let's say going out to nature occasionally to just uh, rest for a while. Uh, but for the most part, I really believe that if you find the right recreational activities, they are in a sense part of like your investment portfolio because you're investing in yourself, in your body, in its well-being. I mean, if you drive a car, for example. I think most people put more energy into taking care of their cars mm -hmm. by going through the maintenance, I don't know, changing the tires, the oil and all that stuff than they do actually with their own bodies. So because of this, I see recreation as a means of taking care of that organism, that machine that gets you through the, you know, the hustles and bustles of the daily life. And if you want to make the most of your uh, basically life and career, you have to uh, you better have a, a body and a mind that is fresh, ready and uh, basically uh, up for action. So for that reason, I value recreation very much. I value the, you know, uh, being able to uh, rejuvenate yourself very much. However, how do I do this? There are many ways to go about it. So if you perhaps are tired of work, you can go right now and, I don't know, uh, start, I don't know, doing online gambling, online poker. I don't know, you can hang out with your friends. You can do pot. You can get drunk. You can hang out with your friends and, I don't know, play FIFA for hours. There are many ways to, uh, quote unquote, uh, basically let off some steam. But most of such activities will, in the end, leave you empty because you haven't done anything useful. And more importantly, in some of these cases, you actually have harmed your body, especially with, with the case of drug abuse, alcohol, uh, basically uh, consumption in excess and so on. So for that reason, I believe that we can and should probably uh, find a way to incorporate or choose certain leisure activities that are in alignment with our main goals and directions in life. So for example, if your goal in life is to be a successful business owner, perhaps you might choose social activities that allow you to network and meet other people. So instead of perhaps spending your time playing Dota at home and being able to network with uh, the little org that is playing on the other side, <laughs> perhaps you should, uh, I don't know, decide to go to a book club or to a TED seminar or some other social activities like a fundraiser or a charity organization or a charity event in order to meet people and expand your network. So here, let's say you're let's say you're now in a charity event. I don't know for to help the, perhaps the, the those who are now in orphan or, orphanages basically, right? So in this case, you are feeling good, you're socializing, you're having a good time, you're chatting, you're laughing with kids, with people, with parents, but at the same time you're actually networking and meeting new people. So even though you are recreating in the background, you're actually expanding your network, which, which is an essential element for all entrepreneurs to know more people and be uh, known by more people who like them and whom basically are liked by you. So because of this, that's one a clear example. For me personally, as you probably know, I'm a polyglot and 
I've uh, been told that I speak a crazy amount of uh, basically languages. And the answer is very simple because for me, language learning, which is nothing more than a pure passion and uh, basically uh, leisure activity, is now a regular part of my daily life where I tend to you know, uh, go on, uh, sometimes occasionally practice up to three, four languages per day and then switch to your other uh, the next day. So by doing these things, even though I'm having fun and I'm resting, I'm not working, I'm not doing business, I'm not trying to plan the next year or start, you know, talking things with my team. I'm simply sitting, chilling, and, you know, perhaps doing some, you know, drills in Japanese or let's say, I don't know, in Hungarian. And I'm practicing these things just for fun. But that, in a sense, will then uh, is in alignment with my ultimate goal, which is international business and international education of languages for you know students from all over the world. So I'm having fun, but at the same time, I'm actually doing things that will be good for my career. So the same thing could be done for anybody. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. Maybe you are an artist. Maybe you are uh, perhaps uh, more like a, a technical type. So perhaps if you are a computer programmer, maybe you want to try some digital activities online. But if you're not in, a, in, you know, in the IT sector, perhaps playing Dota as your hobby will not be the best idea, right? So for that reason, I'm a fan of choosing leisure activities that are in alignment with your ultimate goals and values in life. That way you will have fun and you also slowly but surely get closer to your goals because we need recreation. We can't just toilet at the office from morning to night for 10 days and not you know, see anything go, go wrong. Because in that case, we will burn out. And that will ironically be much worse because in the long, mm. you know, in the long run, in the long term, we will lose a lot more by demanding too much from our time and body. Uh, and we will simply experience burnout and boom, it's, it's kind of like the story of that uh, basically turtoise and the hair. So uh, mm. that fast air just starts running and then gets tired, starts sleeping. Well, this little guy who's going slowly wins the race. It's kind of like that. So those who really want to go out like, listen, I don't want fun. I don't want leisure. Just work, work, work. I work, work. Bill Gates said that he never took a single day off in his 30s. And I'm now 27 and I want to kill myself. I don't know why. I hope I can make it to 30. I don't know. <laughs> so this is like the story, right? So yeah, you could try to do that, but then you will miss out on the long term because you will then experience burnout. And then after a while, you get depressed and then you wonder like, what's the point of it all? I mean, so what's the point of running your own business anyways? I need a gun. I better get a gun. And then boom, something happens, right? So because of this, I believe that you should think long-term. And to think long-term means you should take care, you should look at yourself as a human being, not a robot, not a machine, but a human being who needs sufficient rest, sufficient physical activities. You need, especially we are social creatures. We need a lot of socializing to feel happy and well. So uh, going out with friends, uh, trying to, you know, have a, you know, picnic outside or going for a listen to barbecue with uh, your uh, basically colleagues, these type of social activities, especially when they are, you know, uh, with people that you like will substantially improve your overall well-being. So I believe that it's very important to put time aside for leisure and for hobbies. Again, that's not a common suggestion these days because now we are in an extreme culture of work, work, work all the time. But I think that's perhaps not the best approach to go about it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't agree more, especially when you were talking about the burnout part. And, uh, you know, in the long run, you're absolutely right. There's no way in the long run with that kind of mentality and, uh, you know, habit, um, you you'll get the most e efficient output from yourself. It's impossible. And I agree with you. And I, that's why I uh, also practice the same thing. Um, I, I as much as I like what I do, generally speaking, I still need some, uh, you know, even even for the sake of uh, stopping repetition, I have to just do something else, even if I love what I'm doing. I, even if, it, if I, I love pizza, 
Okay, no, no secret. If I eat pizza right. every single day, I'm gonna I'm oh gonna start hating gosh. pizza. <laughs> right? Wow. So even even for the sake of change, I have to I have to do something else, uh, even if I love uh, what I do, which I do. Who just Anyways. I got a suggestion for you. You should probably run a franchisee of Domino Pizza, literally in Toronto. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> idea for you for your future. <laughs> I mean, that that, that could right. be that could be on the agenda. Who knows? All right. That's right. No, but but I so back to what we were talking about. Yeah, I completely agree. And to give some extra examples uh, from myself, um, I, I I love reading, and I, I I adopt that as a as a leisure time activity. Whilst it helps me learn something new and can help me yeah move forward in the world, which is uh, which is which is definitely a useful leisure activity in my. So opinion. I think your most favorite leisure activity of all is like. Uh, reading books while eating pizza—that's like the ultimate activity, right? <laughs> Must be, has to be. That's right. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, all right. That that, that was a that was a good, good, um, good introduction to the whole thing. I mean, it was more than an introduction, but uh, who's counting? Anyways. So, yes, leisure activities. We gave some examples. We talked about uh, we, we talked about how they can be uh, catered and uh, and 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 adjusted towards our goals. Uh, while we are enjoying them, while we are experiencing some change from our day-to-day life. Now, um, I know you 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 go to the gym. Do you count that as a leisure activity? Well, again, uh, these are all technically leisure activities. I told you, I, I'm not somebody who's just working at the office all the time. People sometimes think about that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that like, oh yeah, Daniel is always working or something. That's not true. I basically, uh, that's like, uh, for me personally, uh, you know, exercising on a regular basis is just a necessity. So I basically, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I grab my gears and I start running, uh, you know, near my house. I don't go to the gym, uh, you know, first in the morning because the body's right. not ready for that. So I basically, when I wake up, I, the first thing I do is I grab my running shoes and I go for a jog for about 10 to 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. then after the shower, I will, t- you know, begin the whole day, everything, let's say mm-hmm. working on uh, social media, answering my emails, messages, all that stuff. So yeah. uh, for me, that's like the starter. It's kind of like people's, uh, you know, for people who are lazy, they use coffee. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, my coffee is running in the morning because it's, it's not as easy as coffee, but it's definitely healthier and far more effective. And of course, I usually go to the gym uh, somewhere after uh, working hours. So usually uh, after I finish my basically work, uh, basically my company, usually I tend to go to the gym uh, about, let's say, uh, 3 or 4 p.m., uh, depending on the local time, of course, and the country, as well as how far. Because in some countries, uh, for example, the uh, the gym is very close to my house. In some countries, it's not. So I have to adjust it as well by the time. But around 3 or 4, maximum 5 usually, I then hit the gym uh, to recharge my uh, batteries for the rest of the day, which oftentimes involves seminars, workshops, or simply uh, group gatherings. So I wouldn't have a lot of energy throughout the day. So I basically recharge the batteries once after I wake up with, with a jog, and then after about five, six, seven hours of work, I go to the gym to recharge again the batteries, if you will, to have full peak energy throughout the entire day. And uh, I do not consider that as work, because it's definitely not work. And I do not simply work, I don't answer phone calls, I don't answer emails, I don't accept meetings or any type of work during that time. And I never cancel it for any amount of work project doesn't matter if it's going to be a, a two million dollar project if it's going to be a, i don't know for example a session with one of my students it doesn't really matter uh, my sports as well as my fitness will never be at the mercy of any work so i will cancel my meetings or my sessions but i will not cancel my you know training sessions and that's not because of leisure because it is fun i mean it's definitely leisure because i often do it with like very positive energetic music in different mm-hmm. languages and uh but what i really do is it's it's going to allow me 
and enables me to work hard throughout the day. So even though it is leisure, technically, it actually contributes much more to my career than probably even working does. Because just imagine you're talking to someone in business and in sales and because like, hi, my name is Tommy and I'm super friggin' tired. Would you please buy my product? <laughs> please, man, I'm tired. You're not, you guys, have a good day, sir. But in reality, if you're energetic, if you're charged, if you're, you know, full of energy, you will do a much better job. So for me, that's both a leisure activity as well as investment in my career because it allows the body to run well. As you mentioned yourself, I'm a huge fan of reading books, especially audiobooks, because I'm a multitasker and I tend to commute a lot, uh, especially I fly a lot because of my work. So as you probably know, flying is a very time consuming activity. You have to be at the airport three hours before the flight. Of course, in most cases, I tend to be a little bit like uh, later than that. But and then there's perhaps going to be some delays occasionally. And then you arrive there and there's going to be a jet lag. So in each flight, uh, you know, especially if it's not if it's intercontinental, like if it's between different continents. So you probably have to put aside 12 hours to 15 hours easily. And if it's like in the same continent, so it's going to you know t take about four, five, seven, sometimes eight hours of your time. So that's a lot of time that can be wasted, which I use uh, for uh, listening to audiobooks. I can easily finish one audiobook, which is on average seven hours long, in one flight. So it's mm. pretty good for, for me personally. And even though it's leisure, I'm not working, it actually contributes to be able to think better. And if you think better, kind of like when you have more energy, you will make better decisions. And of course, you will have, get better results. And uh, I generally spend a lot of my time uh, focused on language learning because my one of my biggest passions in life is learning different languages. So I use Netflix, but not the way most people do, actually. So for most people, Netflix is entertainment. For me, Netflix is nothing more than uh, going to language school. Because as you probably know, one of the best ways to learn a foreign language is through uh, basically uh, uh, movies. And Netflix gives me, uh, me the ability to watch whichever movie or show I want, especially if it's like Netflix original, uh, in a variety of up to 30 languages. Like I can decide to watch it in Swedish or I, I can watch it in German. I can watch wow. it in, I don't know, Italian, in Chinese, Japanese, and with the subtitles, because that's very important personally, mm -hmm. because uh, I, I think the importance of learning with subtitles is just, you probably know more about this than, than I do. So Netflix gives me the chance to watch whatever movie I want in whatever language I want with the subtitle in that language, which is uh, probably the best way to accelerate your learning process, especially after the, you know, you enter the B1 or pre-animated pre level, basically. So for me, even though that's technically, I'm, I'm technically watching a movie. And right now, actually, these days I'm watching, uh, you know, the latest uh, show called Biohacks, which is like a German show uh, mm -hmm. on Netflix. Uh, and I'm watching it, you know, with, with German and German subtitles. And it's just such a perfect, uh, you know, German class for me. Like I get all the words, I list them, I add them to my flashcards. So yes, Watching movie is a, you know, typical and very stereotypical leisure activity. But for yeah. me, that's like going to a classroom. It is fun, although it's not, let's be honest, it's not always fun when you have to pause every, <laughs> I don't know, 15 seconds to look at the word, go back to Google Translate, say the word, oh, miss, misspelling, boom, 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 come back. It isn't always fun. I do agree. But the whole experience is fun. So maybe watching a TV show or HBO, they only offer uh, basically these programs in English. And since I only watch movies in foreign languages and not English, I cannot use them. But Netflix gives me the chance to, you know, basically watch movies in a variety of languages. So that's another one that I use a lot. Again, you're saying like, Dan, you're, that's a leisure mm -hmm. activity. Yes, but it actually goes along with, you know, one of uh, the main activities of Malga Enterprises, which is actually uh, promoting uh, education of foreign languages all over the world. So this itself is helping my career, but at the same time, it's leisure, it's fun, and it's pretty easy. So for that reason, I'm a huge fan of picking such activities that while leisure in nature actually contribute to your main mission in life.
exactly. So you you answered one aspect of. Um, so the reason I asked this uh, question about your working out was I have two specific reasons. One of them you basically mm-hmm. answered, and that was the investment part, essentially. Now the second part I specifically mentioned um, uh, working out because that's that's a problem for me. What I mean by that is that I cannot possibly accept that as leisure because I don't I don't enjoy it by any means, and I know <laughs> you right. do. I know. I know. It's just I think about genetics, background, lifestyle. Yes. Exactly. You know, an introvert, extrovert. You're definitely right. For a lot of people, I think it's just a uh, God damn it! I have to sweat too. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So 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 for that very reason, I was thinking, okay, maybe some other people have the same um, attitude towards I don't know language learning or reading a book or whatever. Do you have any specific? So is there is it is it something that is it, is it some sort of a, like a mindset you can get into and then it becomes a leisure or you just have to find your own leisure that is also uh, well. Investment. Let's be honest, man. We're talking about leisure here, right? So if your goal is to truly uh, get a sense of re, you know uh, re- refreshment, then you should probably choose activities that suit your temperament, biology, your values in life. So even mm-hmm. though I like, for example, intense exercise, uh, for example, uh, let's say uh, fitness, uh, let's say boxing, jogging, maybe somebody else could get the same benefit through meditation or through a fast you know walk, basically in the park. So it all depends on yourself. However, as I've mentioned repeatedly, you know, uh, yeah. over and over again. Uh, I believe that half of your happiness is your biology. Now, the way you manage it depends on your temperament, depends on your biology, your genetics, your background, your interests. So I don't think that everybody needs to do what I do. I don't think everybody needs to exercise twice per day, every day, 365 days a week, even when he or she is sick. Unfortunately, I have been accused of that occasionally by my doctors, which didn't approve of it, but it's just, you know, it's just a habit. But the point is this, uh, you don't have to do that, but you can create other healthy routines for your body whether it is to get enough sleep, for example. Or you can begin, I know a friend of mine who begins the day by meditation. And it's not a girl, I'm talking about a guy here, right? So he begins the day by meditation, uh, by deep breathing exercises. So it all depends on what really you know, uh, makes you tick. However, as we have mentioned many times, you cannot, from my point of view, fully eliminate uh, physical activities from your uh, basically uh, routine and feel you know, refreshed and energized. So whether it is just for a walk, uh, you can just go for a walk in the park near your house, whether it is to meet your friends and, I don't know, go hiking, or whether it is, I don't know, there are a variety of activities, but I think that everybody should include some sort of physical activity in their leisure activity because that is the key for energy and happiness. I mean, nothing saps energy out of your body more than getting fat or mm-hmm. more than getting weak. So because you need, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you need a lot of physical energy. You have to be at your prime because you have mm-hmm. to be with people and people generally are not influenced by those who are weak or who are negative or who are low energy. It's just not gonna work. So you need to yeah. work on that. So it depends on yourself. I don't think that everybody should do that. I don't think that most will do that actually at all. And some who might even try this could find it to be very unhealthy for them because maybe their body's not ready because I've been you know, exercising like this for, almost uh, more than 15 years now, uh, nonstop. So maybe your body is not used to that kind of, you know, pressure Mm. physically. So for that reason, you can find something similar. Yoga is a great example. Dancing is a great example. Uh, Walking, jogging, uh, simply uh, traveling as a tourist and just walking around and looking at the places you enjoy it. And you're, of course, getting physically active as well. So there are many ways to do that. But uh, ultimately, you are the judge, and you should decide which one fits your character and your values. No, I 100% agree. Like the physical activity is, um, you you can't just ignore it, and that affects everything. I, I completely agree. It was just the point was I, I was trying to make was it's really difficult for me to count as leisure, especially especially yeah. 
That's yeah, especially right. intense exercise. Um, yeah, like now. It's, it's not of, for everybody. I understand this. It's yeah. totally normal about it. There's zero, like nothing wrong with you at all. And that, yeah. I think, is an opinion shared by probably more than half the, you know, the world population because it's just the yeah. way it is, man. Like, I mean, like not everybody is necessarily as intense or hyperactive as, let's say, Daniel, right? Sure. But yeah. in reality speaking, uh, even you, I'm pretty sure, can enjoy a nice walk when there's like, like a good wind, there's a nice oh, breeze and you're enjoying, or, you know, grab a cup of coffee. Everybody can enjoy, for example, some sort of activity. Yeah, 100%. Biking, what have you. Yeah, there's definitely something you can you can grab on doing. Exactly. Um, there's no doubt, no doubt. Um, anyways, so I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, now we're coming to the end of the show. Is there anything you want to, we, we left out that you want to talk about or you want to summarize, what have you? Your for time. sure. Uh, well, first of all, what a great topic you've uh, chosen, uh, Pujix, for this session. It was oh, pretty you. good. And uh, as we mentioned earlier today, we talked about uh, using your leisure activities in a way that make your life better and not worse. As we mentioned earlier, we all need leisure because uh, some of us, unfortunately, tend to be extremists in our approach, especially among entrepreneurs, in that we want to just you know, keep, put, you know, keep putting the hours in and just uh, uh, putting long, hard hours. And we think like that's good. But unfortunately, that's uh, a very myopic approach towards uh, making plans, because even though working more and nonstop will get you ahead of your competition in, a, let's say, in a couple of weeks or months, in the long term, you'll be like that fast air, just ran so fast, got tired, took a nap and lost the race to the tortoise. So you want to think long term. And to think long term means you have to look at yourself as a human being, not a machine, not a robot, but a human being with a biological being as well as a social being, which means you have to take care of both your biological as well as your social needs. Otherwise, you will experience a variety of uh, psychological and physical uh, ailments. So for that reason, we said you need to choose uh, your leisure activities. You have to pay attention to them. And then we discussed uh, a variety of uh, you know, ways to make sure that your leisure activities are productive. We said that you could just you know, waste your time uh, I don't know, on uh, play Fortnite, you know, let's say from day to night. And oh, you could just spend your time doing weird stuff. And we also mentioned some of the common ways of letting off some steam, which I disapprove of, I don't know, getting super drunk or doing pot or whatever it is, which are unfortunately quite common in the, among young generation these days. Uh, but these are not going to help you at all. However, if you choose leisure activities that will be in alignment with your main goals in life and will somehow help you push you towards, uh, you know, a better direction, those are the best types of leisure activities because they will then allow you to become a better person, which is why for me, from my point of view, traveling is one of the best leisure activities out there because not only it's fun, it also is very educational and makes you a better person. So you can ask yourself, what are some of the best activities, leisure activities I can do that are in alignment with my values and goals that can make me a better person? And then do those things more. And we also mentioned that you should never ignore the importance of adding some physical elements to your uh, basically leisure activities because we are also biological. We need to use our bodies as much as possible. So mm. combining those things and making our leisure activities as intellectually beneficial as possible, as physical as possible, and as social as possible will then allow us to have a life filled with happiness and on the way to success. Oh, that's the, that was great. Like perfect summary of what we talked about and uh, loved it uh thank you again dan for joining us today my pleasure buddy always always pleasure being with you appreciate it and thank you everybody for joining us listening to us please if you enjoy the podcast go um and rate uh and put comments if you would like uh and let us know what you want to what you want us to talk about next and until the episode oh yeah. Uh, apparently, 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 before you before you end the show, apparently our listeners should be 
aware that now we have the scripts of all of our shows. Right, man. I forgot about that. Yes. <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah, from 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 um, the last few episodes, I don't remember how many. The episode, the the um, the episodes are being transcribed. Um, and the, and they're the, not being transcribed by you know people that, that are sitting you know painstakingly writing them down. Yes. Dude, the AI is here. We are yeah. using AI to make the transcripts. Yeah, we're I mean, lose a lot of jobs in the future. <laughs> I mean, it's not and perfect. Donald yet. Trump supports going back to making all of these things go back to coal mining. We don't have any problem. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, AI is coming, and it's yeah, coming true. to our show as well. And all of our transcripts now are being uh, made by AI. Of course, the mastermind is always behind it was Pujix, who, who was the mm -hmm. you know the guy who found out about this and later let, let me know, and I could actually use this myself in creating the subtitles for my videos. So I want to first thank you right. so much, Pujix, for your suggestion. That that was really helpful. I literally used this last night for one of my uh, videos, and it was very useful. So I want to thank you, and of course, uh, a great uh, addition to our show. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great uh, great addition. A lot of people might want to use it, and um, we're glad to provide that. Um, it, it might not be perfect, so might, you might see some mistakes often, uh, not often, but rarely, um, which makes sense. But hopefully, gradually, we'll uh, recognize our voices better, and it will become better. But until then, you can at least enjoy um, what we have right now, and I hope awesome. you do. All right, awesome. thank you for reminding me, Dan. I totally forgot about awesome. that one. Awesome, that was very good. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Uh, thank you, everybody. Have a good one.